Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad you're here. It's going live now. We're live. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger, and this is... I am Bob Steenfod. The Bob Steenfod. The Big Steen. Or that. <laughs> and glad you could join us. We do this every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 9 Eastern for those of you that are mountain challenged, and glad you could be here. We have an awesome giveaway we'll talk about. We have some amazing fish to show you that are going to be released tonight as we speak live for sale. And we're gonna do the shipping report. Let's start with the shipping report. It's not 100%. We had one DOA, um, oh, DOL. So what? that means it, it died after arrival. So a day or two after it arrived, arrived kind of struggling and didn't make it. That was a Corydor's Evelyn A. That one hurts because that's a super rare quarry, hard to get. So apologies to that customer. And then we have two fish right now that are struggling that arrived and are, are, are worry, we're worried about. One is um, a Burchardi Congo Tetra, the red form Burchardi Congo Tetra. Hopefully that one recovers. That box was delayed. We had two boxes delayed this week. One box arrived, no issues. The other arrived and had, had one struggling Tetra. Um, and then a Miyuki rice fish, which is struggling. As far as I know, those are the, the three issues. One that died and, and two that are struggling that we're keeping an eye on. So that's the shipping report. I want to get right to the giveaway. So the giveaway tonight is any fish you choose. And I mean any fish. There will be one exception and I'll show it at the very end. The reason is this is a fish I've never seen in the United States before and I was only able to get five of them. And I think that they are probably gonna do better in groups. So I don't wanna give away one of them and then have someone have a group of just four if they wanted five, because I think they're gonna do better as a group of five. So it's one exception. It's the last fish I'll show you today. Um, yeah, I'm just super excited. It's, uh, it's worth the wait, let's put it that way. So to enter to win the giveaway, well, I better pull up my chat so I can enter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can enter, Bob. It's hashtag any fish. Hashtag A-N-Y-F-I-S-H. Capitalizations don't matter. There are no spaces. Hashtag A-N-Y-F-I-S-H. In moderators, I think that this is uh, going to kind of go nuts with the giveaway. So don't worry about correcting people if they enter wrong. People, you're, you're in charge of making sure you enter correctly. I don't think the mods are going to be able to keep up with if everyone entered the words perfectly. So let me tell you what they are one more time. Hashtag A-N-Y-F-I-S-H. No spaces. Capitalization doesn't matter. That's how you enter to win. So let's, let's give the mods a break. Go check what you entered. <laughs> Hopefully it matches. Hashtag any fish, no spaces. And uh, we'll, we'll seriously any fish, including any of the fish that we release for sale as we're doing this live stream. So there'll be some uh, super white plecos, which is the most expensive fish that we sell. Their value is $430. They're the RB line. And uh, so anything up to that. We have some Shodeni puffers, which are doing amazing and lots of other really cool fish. I'll tell you about the one exception when we get to it. But in the meantime, let me start showing you some cool fish that we have in stock. now. Before we show the fish that we have in stock, or that are going to be added to our stock as we go through, I'd like you to take a moment to consider our friend Bob Steenfaw here. Bob has been 
supportive of my company since we were just the little engine that could. We're much bigger now, but he, he supported us for a long time. And Bob is trying to build a tiny house right now, as we all know. So in order to help Bob build the tiny house, we want to use his affiliate link. So just give me one moment. I'm going to bring that up here. Make sure I'm, oh, I've been sharing. I've been sharing the wrong screen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring that up here and list his affiliate link. What a surprise. Yeah. Oh, also, I want to say hello to everyone who has said hi to me and Chen so far. Fill the time, Bob. I got to. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, there's some pretty amazing fish that are going to get released on the website tonight. You're going to want to buy them tonight. Whether you use my link or not, they're going to go fast. Okay, I pinned Bob's message at the top, and I'm going to periodically, if I can, without accidentally sharing anything too private, I think if I leave that up, that's, that's not showing anything. Um, so let me pop this out. Just a sec, folks. Okay, here we go. So, please, if, 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 you, if Bob's done anything for you, if you've enjoyed his videos, if he's made you chuckle, if, if you want to see him eat pie one day, um, use the affiliate link for Bob. Let's, let's help him build his tiny house. Anyway, Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, totally worth it. So, now we're going to look at a bunch of fish. All right, let's start with some rainbow fish. We have all kinds of fish to show you. But this one is a new fish which was just featured in Amazonas Magazine. It's called Melanotania marisei. It's right up there in color with Melanotania kalitawa. It's a super beautiful fish. It's a dwarf species. Gary Lang said in his talk uh, on the Aquarium Co-op members talk, presentation that he gave, that they get, I think, two to two and a half inches is what he said. So this is not a large fish. It's, it's the same size roughly as kalitawa. In fact, the, the article in Amaz Amazonas Magazine says that they're probably related to Kalitawa pretty closely. They haven't, you know, proved that out yet. It's still fairly new. This fish has been described for a little while, but live specimens were only obtained and brought back to the hobby in 2019. So brand new fish to the hobby. Here's a, here's a good picture of it. Oh, I've got to fix something here with the chat. Just a second, guys. I'm going to fix a screen here. I want to, I think I'm going to have to, where do I put this? So I can reach out, but they can see the picture is bigger. Okay, just a second, guys. I got to figure a little thing out here. You guys can't see the chat? Oh, we're not blocking it with chat? We can only see chat? Never mind, no problem. Thanks to that's Random. What I, that's what I thought, but. Thanks to Random Arms for setting me straight. Hey, Bob, see something, say something. <laughs> hey, it's your stream. I didn't want to be like, I was like, I was confused. I was like, what? I couldn't, I'm not seeing what you're seeing. So. Okay, okay. Here we go then. So, so that's good to know. So anyway, this is uh, Melanotanium Marisay. Do you know anything about this one? Actually, no, not other than what's already been said. Cool. Never, I've never kept that one. Well, maybe we'll get you there. Yeah, maybe. Well, hopefully everyone buys them so I can take them home. There's, <laughs> there's some fish I do want to take home, so don't buy everything. Just, Give me something. Just curious, uh, what are the top three you've seen so far, except for that one fish that... I can't. I can't. I, there, I, I'm still, like, in the, what's this? What's that? Like, 
I, I can't pick three yet. I'm still. It was it was cool to amazed. see. Uh, we're walking. We're looking at a fish, and Bob glances down and sees the corridors robustus. <laughs> three inches, right? Huge. Easy. Huge. Big old tanks, and just I saw his face like light up like it was Christmas. It was totally cool. It's it's funny. He's like, oh, you got to see this fish, and on the way to him showing me that fish, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like, I got to look at everything here. I'm gonna do a um, a complete tour, and the video, man, it's gonna be like two hours long. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Part five. <laughs> the I think the baby pipe fish are the coolest. That's very impressive. Yeah. So we're we've bred in or raising the the freshwater pipe fish, and they're doing great. It's it's pretty cool. Anyway, back to what we're talking about here. These are the Kalitawa. Um, most folks probably know this, but this is another very colorful dwarf rainbow fish species, also very new to the hobby. Um, also featured in Amazonas Magazine a couple issues back. And we were able to get another group, and they're, they're decent sized this time. Before when we got them, they were so small, they didn't really have any color. These are starting to get color, both these and the Marisay. Bosmani, any thoughts? One of my favorites, always. What do you got, three different strains here? Three strains. One is the normal aquarium strain, uh, but this one is the Itinjo, and we also have, if I show you pictures, the Aves Creek. The cool thing about these is, like here's, here's one of our pictures. Look at, look at, we got lots of pictures up here. The cool thing is, and I think, I think someone lent us this picture. Uh, on the website, they'll be credited, but they get a really dark front half and an almost orangey red back half, as opposed to your typical aquarium stream Melanotania, which is like that light blue and light yellow. Yep, like what you see in the top right. So both the Aves Creek and the Itinjo get that really, really nice dark orange and the really dark blue front half of the body. Uh, but the thing about the Aves Creek is that they're a little bit smaller. Yeah. Maybe. Um, it seems like, so, it used to be the word in the Rainbow Fish live group was that they stayed smaller. Then people kept them long enough that they <laughs> noticed over time they actually do grow pretty big. It just takes them forever. That's the latest I saw in that group. I have never kept them long enough to verify it, but. Interesting. Yeah. Because forever I was saying, hey, this one won't get as big, this one won't get as That's big. And then nice. I saw someone on Rainbow Fish Live that said, hey, mine's five inches now. But it just took four years. Is that like the oddball? Is that I, the exception? I do not know. That's the nice thing about all yeah. these fish that are like brand new to the hobby. We're all learning as we go. Let us know. If you've kept the A's Creek or the Itinjo for four to five years, how big has it gotten? We'd like to know. But... Yeah, you're right. There's a lot to be discovered. And in one person saying something, it's also like you're like, well, who are you? <laughs> and how sober are we today? So, yeah, I don't always know. Blair-Eye. Chilothrina Blair-Eye. Um, Bentley Pasco calls these the party animals, and for good reason. They're colored up a lot. They don't only color in the morning. And when they fire, they look absolutely amazing. Now, I do want to to say something about rainbow fish. Rainbow fish take a while to mature and color up. So a lot of the fish that you're going to be buying from us are silver darts, tan darts, don't have a lot of color yet. It takes time. A lot of the fish that we're selling are an inch and a quarter to an inch and a half. And there may be four to five months away from 
really filling in color-wise. So I want people to be aware of that. What I'm showing you here is the eye candy, but the reality is that a lot of these, some of them are actually decent size and have good color, but a lot of them are gonna take some growing time. And that's just par for the course with, with rainbow fish. That's just how they are. They take a while to mature, but they live a long time, and once they get the color, they kind of have it till they die. So it's an investment of prettiness that takes a little time to pay off. What would you say? How long does it take? Inch well, and a half or to. It really depends. Like every, every, every species is different. On average, I would say, depending on how you feed them, like seven to 12 months from the time they're born. Okay. Yeah. And obviously, we don't know how like, old they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And unfortunately, when you work with these importers, they're not exactly feeding them a lot, right? Because they're trying to save money. So you, it's hard to gauge how old they are when you yeah. get them. My situation is actually slightly different because I'm buying directly from the guy that breeds and raises them. So oh, I actually think he's feeding them for growth. That's but you're right. If you get them normally from a wholesaler, they've been through that meat grinder of a supply chain. They haven't been fed well I forget for that you're time. kind of like changing yeah. the industry. Yeah. So, yeah. So what I'm trying to do, it's been very discouraging buying rainbow fish in the past from your typical supply chain because they come in and they sometimes literally look like they've been through a meat grinder. It's, it's not good. Um, but I've been lucky enough to find a source, a gentleman that literally goes and collects them and then holds onto them and breeds them. And he has a farm where he's kind of dedicated to pure line rainbow fish, pure line plecos, and a lot of other really cool stuff. So when I get them from him, I'm getting them from the guy that's trying to grow them up to sell them. So he has the incentive to feed them well. All right, next one. So this is the George Creek Nigrans. They were doing fantastic, and then one passed away, I think on the 14th, and then another one I just saw passed away today. So we haven't listed these for sale yet because we want to make sure there's nothing wrong with them. It could be that there's just a couple had some residual stress from shipping, but usually when fish come in stress from shipping, we can, we can see that. When, when fish come in and let's say we get a batch of 50 fish in and there's two that are obviously swimming a little different, not, not quite schooling with the pack, that kind of thing. When those, if those pass, hopefully they recover, but if those pass away, then that doesn't concern me. But when the group looks fantastic and has been doing great and then later on a few of them start passing away and it's more than one, it's like one, it's like that's probably one off, but then another one does a few days later. Then I hold them a little longer. We just want to make sure they're okay. But check this out. Nigrans in general is not what you would call a looker of a fish, but the George Creek location, these guys are really, really pretty. So I love that fish. Yeah. yeah. And Aqua Green in Australia does a great job. Um, so I'm first time I've had this location, so I'm excited about them. Now, can we, just a oh, clarification, yeah. are these being listed as we're showing them? Or not, is it going to be like Not this afterwards? one because it's being held. But yeah, Johnny is listing them right now. As okay. we talk about each Perfect. species, he's listing them live for sale on the website. And hopefully, people are using the link I'm about to post, which is Bob Steenfot's uh, affiliate link before they purchase so that Bob gets a little cut of the sale if anyone buys anything. That's the hope. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> and... Uh, and, uh, oh, I'm on the wrong screen again. I've got a lot going on. I've got There's, so many windows open. 
as well. There's a lot of tabs. But but anyway, the yeah. So as we talk about each fish, Johnny is listing them live for sale. Um, oh, I should say one more thing, folks. If if you don't have the proper environment set up for any fish we're talking about, please don't feel like I have to buy it now. Sure, some of these might sell out really quickly and all that, but I just I don't want to create FOMO, fear of missing out. I think that's bad when it comes to animals. Um, so. If you see something here and you're like, I really want that, let it inspire you to research that animal, let it inspire you to set up the right environment, and then and then maybe we can get them in again later when you're ready for them. I, I don't want anyone to be like, I gotta get them now, and then shoot, what do I do? I'm gonna go buy a 10 gallon at Petco and set it up real quick. You know, we don't want that scenario, so. And I would, uh, hopefully for the person that wins any fish, like, don't just pick the Pleco because it's $400 oh, if you don't know anything about it. Good point. So here's the reason I made it any fish. Um, we had discussions about this. We're still not sure if it's a good idea. This is the first time we've, we've done that. But I wanted to do something that excited people and brought them in because I knew Bob would be here and I wanted a good turnout for Bob and I wanted to help him build his tiny house. Um, and so I, I was like, well, I'll give a four, uh, super white 236 away. And then I thought about it and I'm like, but what if the person doesn't have a tank that's warm enough temperature? I was like, I'll give a Shodeni puffer away. And I was like, but what if they have fish that will get nipped fins? And so I couldn't figure out what the right fish was. So I decided, let's let the people decide what the right fish for them is. But yeah, it's the same kind of thing. Or if you win and you're not set up for it and you want to give a gift to someone, you can, you can give it to someone else. And I'll make sure that, you know, whoever gets it needs to be ready for it. So it is a little weird giving away stuff, like, because you do create, a, I guess, a sense of urgency. But let's, let's be responsible is all I'm saying. Okay, next one. What do you think about these guys? I will tell you, no matter what quality of picture you find, they will always look better in person. Mm -hmm. Always. This is my first time seeing Melanotania Gary Lang guy, named after our beloved Gary Lang, who's gone to on many collecting trips and helped us get a lot of these species in. This is my first time keeping them, and I'm super happy I got them. Like, if I was going to breed a fish or keep it, a rainbow fish, this would be top of the list. They're so, sorry. I got these before they were officially named. Mm. And the only reason I bought them is because I knew that they were going to be named after Gary. Gary Lang. Like, everybody knew. <laughs> and uh, I actually bred them. They're super easy to spawn, and they're just a beautiful fish. How big did they get for you? Mine got big. Um, you can actually go back on my channel. You'd have to do some serious searching because I don't think I ever tagged them. Uh, but, I mean, they were easily four and a half inches. Okay, okay. And I had them, I kept them in a 240-gallon, so they had room to grow. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, they were amazing fish. How long did you have them, if I can ask? So, I bought them at about the standard inch and a half size, grew them out to about three and a half inches, um, and then something happened in the fish room where I had to get rid of a bunch of fish, and those were someone that I gave to a friend. And it just so happened that they had spawned before that, so the tank was just sitting there empty. You got and babies? There was babies. <laughs> but then eventually I got the fish that I gave away back, the original colony. Mm -hmm. So it's tough to say, but I had them for years. Okay, so over the course of a few years, yeah. four and a half inches, roughly four inches, something like that? Yeah, easily like three, four years. Okay, yeah, so like they're not least. a monster like a Wanamensis or something like that. They're going to be more torpedo-shaped versus okay. tall, like some of the taller rainbows, but... Still, they get a pretty good size. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, good to know. 
All right, let's continue. And I can't even keep with chat. I don't even know what's going on here. So hopefully everyone's enjoying this. Hopefully they're just excited as I am. <laughs> Mods, let random arms, let me know if something's going haywire. <laughs> all right. All right, it's all good. All right. All right, good, good. Um, Chilatharina Blair, uh, Wapoga. Um, I'm sorry, let me say this right. Chilatharina Alani Wapoga. One of the prettiest fish. Another one, Gary Lang, helped Saurus. And at the time he sourced them, probably the most eye candy rainbow everyone it was, wanted. Uh, I don't know if they still call it, but it, one time it was called the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. Uh, I think he collected these in 2012, so they haven't been around that long. Um, Cohen Rivers. So we have several species of Trifosciata, or species, locations available. Each one is prettier than the next. They're, they're just, each location looks slightly different. So if you're a true rainbow fish nerd, um, that's what we pay attention to, right? Is the difference in locality, not just in species. So here's the Cohen River. And we'll show you some others as we go through. This is an undescribed fish. It's called Komeng River. And I wish I had a better picture, but what I like about this fish is it's always pretty. Even when it's not flashing, it's got that nice iridescent light blue that you get on like a Praycox rainbow or a Ruber Vitata, a red laser. Um, so I think that these are a, a really pretty fish all day long, even when they're not flashing. When I saw that one, I was like, that's a, a Praycox, but like a normal rainbow size Praycox. Right, big Praycox. Uh, they do get the nice kind of orange and red on the fins. It just takes them a little time to develop it. Kiunga, is that one you're familiar with? Oh, we got to show this. Hopefully, <laughs> we showed the last one. <laughs> uh, I've never kept this one, no. This one I really like because um, it's got a ton of color on it. This this picture of this fish that we took, this fish was probably all, slightly under two inches, somewhere around there, around two inches, I would say. Not under, just over two inches. And uh, it had already started to develop some, some really nice color, so. Glossolepis Godoman Village. One of the hardest of the Glossolepis for us to keep in stock, and here's why. Absolutely stunning fish. Here's a picture of them not so much in blaze, still really pretty. I mean, this is just, this is just a very, very pretty Glossolepis. Those ones probably will sell out quickly. Oh, definitely. Here's another Trifosciata, the Goiter River. Is that one you've done? It's one that I've done and bred. Super cool, smaller rainbow fish. Smaller as in three, three and a half? Yeah, I'd say you're like right around the same size as like a Kamaka. Okay, cool. Have you kept other locations of Trifosciata? Do they get, some of them get big, right? I, I don't remember. Um, I don't think, I think I've only kept Goiter River. Okay. So cool, a, a, a fish that doesn't get a monster so maybe a 40 breeder if someone had to or do you think still a four foot foot you could do a 40 breeder but oh, we're I, not showing it oh. I, I would i would still recommend a four footer though yeah because you're going to want a large enough school okay cool yeah they're so active and they spawn like crazy oh yeah yeah <laughs> wait i want to hear about that so what was your experience spawning them and did you try to raise them so i actually bought some from a wholesaler and wasn't even a good wholesaler so the quality wasn't really that good and uh, I originally bought them to resell but then when I got them I was like I don't think I could sell these ones so I kept them 
And uh, over time, they eventually colored up, and then I just had them in a display tank. I gave some to my friend Danny, and they spawned for both of us, and they just wouldn't. No matter what tank I put them in, I would always end up seeing Little Fry uh -huh. a couple weeks later. So, Is that when you tried in a pond, or no? I've never done it in a pond, no. Okay. Any rainbows species. in a pond? I've got all my rainbows outdoors right now. Oh, yeah? Is it is it going good? It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it is absolutely amazing. That's the dream. See the flash from above? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Life goals. <laughs> Patio ponds full of rainbow fish. Oh, we didn't talk about uh, another Trifosciata, the Habgood River. Um, often called Hapgood, but a rainbow fish nerd corrected me once, and I went and I Googled Habgood River in Australia, and it's actually called Habgood with a B. It's northern Australia, runs up the northern coast, and empties up towards uh, New Guinea. I think the rainbow fish people secretly hate me. I, I mispronounce everything. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. And I misspell everything because, so there's a language barrier between my supplier and I. So, so the fish are often collected by my supplier, the guy that breeds them. But, you know, if, if Johannes Graf or someone like that gets them, they, they end up there too, or Hans Ever. So they go from German to Indonesian to English, basically, oftentimes. And by the time I get them, like the, the, the spellings of locations and stuff are often wrong. And so the rainbow, the bowheads reach out and correct me and actually want them to, because I want to be accurate. Oh, yeah, for sure. So if you see anything done dirty here, let us know. PICTA, uh, PICTA stands for painted, and they really are. Uh, when these guys grow up, they're, they're very, very beautiful. They get that dark, dark line here and up in the eye, not in the center with, with the red fins. This is one of the nicest ones, in my opinion. I like PICTA a lot. Papua, um, hard to find a good picture of these. They are a dwarf species. This doesn't get very, oh, I'm showing sex lineata, which is very similar to Papua. Let's see, here's a Papua. So Papua and sex lineata look, look very similar. Um, hopefully this is a Papua. The Papua have red lines down the body. Um, a little more red, I would say, than the sex fasciata. And it doesn't have the lipstick. And, and not the lipstick, yes. Correct. Good point. <laughs> Blythe River, another Trifosciata. I guess I have four types instead of just the three. So, same candy, different flavor. All right. Ooh. All right. So these are Multisquamata. These are big, impressive fish with time. They don't start out that way. But with time, they get these big, long filaments. And uh, these guys are gonna get, I don't know, seven inches. What am I all, don't, do not buy this fish. <laughs> not even with my link, because I wanna take them all home. I only have 14 of them. I know, or I maybe saw, less. like I was just walking by there right before the stream, and I did a, like a triple take, man. I'm like, oh my God, there's multi-squamata. Have you kept any glossolepsis? Oh yeah, I've kept multi-squamata, wanamensis, oh, okay. get them in. Anytime I can, anytime I see glossolepsis, I buy them all. They're, they're my, my favorite. Yeah, really cool fish. Um, they, I want to give that caveat again. Ours aren't big enough to be really colored up yet, although you can start seeing the potential. They look good. Yeah. For their, What I look for in the rainbow fish we get isn't color because I know they're not going to have it yet. I look for health. I'm just like, are these healthy? Can I get them healthy? And I have a good supplier now, so I, I get some pretty darn healthy rainbow fish. 
I know they'll color up with time, but I, when you do the video tour of rainbow fish that are this size, it, like every take I start saying, now these don't look good now, but... I'm going to have to steal all your photos and overlay when I make the video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to get good pictures, but I would have to have them long you got to get some display tanks in here so yeah, you can grow them out. I know. Time. I see, I see a lot of empty walls where display tanks can go here. Gro got to grow into a lot of things. <laughs> All right. Fasciensis, or Fascinensis from Lake, uh, the Fasin Creek, I believe, is where these guys are from. Um, there's a lot of rainbow fish that have this kind of outlay. It's basically a lot of red with a darkish stripe down the middle. And then a lot of them have the white margin on the fins. So you'll see this theme repeated in lots of different species and locations of rainbow fish that we show you tonight. Um, okay, so that was multisclamata. Here's another nice one. Mm -hmm. This is one amensis. Uh, Gary Ling has some very nice Wanamensis that he's uh, trying to get pure strains to farms distributed and things. It's, but Yeah, it's really hard to find a pure strain Wanamensis. Really hard. So the fact that you have them is worth its weight in gold. Yeah. I'm, I like these guys. Not much to say other than they, they're big giants. Give them time and they get the, the big extensions and things. They turn if into you're trying to decide between the Wanamensis or the Glossolepis, it's basically like, do you want the, the green and the blue and the turquoise, or do you want the orange, the fire, the red? Yeah. It's all color. They're both amazing. Yeah, so multi-squamata, they call the red dragon, and Wanamensis they call the green dragon or emerald dragon. I've seen it in several different ways. And dragon refers to those long, long filaments that they develop with age. I don't know if I would say this should be someone's first rainbow fish. What do you think? I don't think that they're necessarily delicate but I think they um, are boisterous and big and I think you have to be careful about tank mates because of the long fins nipping you don't want any fin nippers with them because yeah. that kind of they'll I mean they can take the fin nipping but you want those long fins that's yeah I mean they're they're amazing that's what you hope grows right those long mm -hmm. filaments the toothbrush all right we're getting there folks we're going as quick as we can okay just about my favorite rainbow fish ever are Skull Creek. They have these pinstripes and these bright yellow margins with black submargins. I would describe them as like the most handsome fish at the party. They literally look like they're dressed up to go to a party, but not like all furly and pink and puffy, <laughs> but like slick. Like they're wearing sunglasses kind of and a parties you're going up. to, but oh well. Wait till Friday, we'll show you a good time. <laughs> You're in Wyoming now, boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But anyway, and these are a, these are a dwarf species, so they're a Macolachi, and um, I think three inches would be big on these. All right, Ruber Vitata. I think most people know this fish. It's basically a praycox with more color on the body. Yep. Any thoughts? Um, no. Okay. An another one I believe Gary Lane collected in tw on his 2012 trip uh, that he collected, I believe, with the Al and I, because they have the same location. They're both from Opoga, if I remember correctly. This but is actually one I've never kept, so. Oh, okay. I have. So I love this fish. Think of a Praycox just as hardy. Same size, maybe two and a half, three inches, so it doesn't get huge. 
same attitude, just the difference is it has more color on more color. Um, yeah, just as easy though. Kamaka, mm. what do you think? I this is one of my favorites. One of my favorite. If you want a purple, you can. These guys are purple. They're blue. It's one of the only like purple rainbow fish I think you're gonna find, and they stay small. Mm-hmm. Perfect for a 40 breeder, and uh, they always look good. And this is a picture, I'm clicking on the wrong screen. This is a picture we took of a little guy that was, he was under two inches and he was already there. Since they're a dwarf species, they just color up earlier. So this is like my definition of a, like a true dwarf. Um, to me, like dwarf is, would be like a rainbow fish that looks the same but smaller, not just size wise, but if you like scroll down to like this picture here. Mm-hmm. So this is gonna be one of the dwarf species that developed that huge, I call it a forehead which not a lot of the dwarf species get. So that's, I, I absolutely love this fish. Yeah, that, that unique, uh, some people hate that shape. A lot it of people hate out. it, but I love it. So maybe because I have a big forehead, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Bob, Bob commiserates with this shape right here. Yeah. There's just something about a small fish with a huge forehead. <laughs> I've had a lot of trouble with fricata for a long time. Um, back in, I don't know, 2011, when I first built my fish room here in Sheridan, Wyoming, I was able to keep these no problem. I got groups of them in, spawned them, raised them, no problem. Then that supplier went out of business. And I've tried lots of different suppliers, could not find good stock sense. I'm happy to report that after searching for, I don't know, three, four, more than four years, I finally got a healthy batch in, and um, they're, they're doing well. So I think they're going to do good for you. So Fricata, I, I don't know what to tell you. To me, I think it's supplier specific. I think it's a supply chain issue because I got them from one supplier, rock solid. But then when they had a bit of business, I, I tried lots of suppliers. I couldn't get them to work. Yeah, I had trouble with this, getting this fish in too, in uh, healthy. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you can find healthy ones now is, is pretty huge. I mean, it's it's one batch healthy. Well, <laughs> yeah. if they continue for a few orders, you know, then I'll then I'll be real confident. But I think they're worth giving a try. If you have any trouble with them, please let us know. Um, we always want to know that. We'll make it right. And we're transparent about all that stuff. So please don't ever feel um, like you can't tell us if there's an issue. But anyway, this has always been one of my favorites just because they're so active in that they, they wave their uh, little pink, their little Flippers. yellow pom-poms. I'm stuck on pink. <laughs> you little yeah. yellow pom-poms around, and they're just stunning. And when they really feel good, they're almost black on yellow, mm-hmm. on, the, on, the, on the fins anyway. And I will say, if you get them and get them to spawn, like the fry always seem to do well. They're much bigger than like Melanotania fry. Well, I just mean like you have the problems with them coming in healthy. But for oh, whatever the reason, good. like yeah, if yeah. you get the if you get them to spawn, the fry always are pretty durable. Same story as guppies. Yeah. <laughs> get the babies, they'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna look at some gobies. Um, Ariofuscus is one that I really like. This is one of our pictures of the last batch we had. They really do look like this. This is bright, bright orange fins. Uh, the ones that we have are just starting to get the orange in, but when they really color and you get a dominant male, that's what they look like. Um, you saw them earlier. Did, were you able to get a good look at them, though, or were they just stuck on the... 
it's glass. Everything's been kind of a blur so okay. far. So. Plus you're working on no sleep because you flew from Seattle today. <laughs> Not a red eye, but pretty close to that situation. Yeah. yeah, okay. You won't be disappointed, I don't think, in this fish. No. They're, they're one that's done well for us. Here's another one you won't be disappointed in, but we're not selling yet. So, Johnny, don't list the teardrops yet. Um, this is a case where they came in and they've been doing great, but over the last couple days, no, last over the last week we've lost, I, I think, like two or something like that. So we're just holding off to make sure that they're doing okay. That might have just, again, been residual stress from shipment that a couple of them went through. Um, but what we did is we moved them to a, sometimes this trick works. I want to, this might be a helpful hint. Every now and then we have a tank of fish that just is not doing well and we cannot figure it out. And when we've tried everything and nothing's working, we move them to a different tank and half the time it works. Half the time it's just like, I don't know why, but they were not happy in this aquarium. We had this case with uh, one of our groups of phantom tetras recently where we had, they were just dying off and we couldn't figure it out. Couldn't figure it out. It's like, well, I don't know what to do, but let's move them. So we just moved them. No problem since. Well, we did for the first couple days because they were recovering still. But um, so if, if you're in a situation where you've tried everything and you have another tank that's mature and healthy and stuff, it might be worth that Hail Mary. So we've moved these guys to a new tank yesterday in the hopes that, well, hopefully nothing's going on, but if something is, that we can catch it. So we're at least a couple weeks out from listing these. But I want to show you them because they're one that I know a lot of people want. Um, they're a bucket list fish for a lot of people. So we do have them. And I was going to say they were doing great a week ago. I would have said that. But are these the larger issues. ones that are back there? Yeah, they're yeah, about they two inches so or so. Good. And they're not, they're not colored up yet. That orange gets, wow. it's not red, but it's like, deep deep orange it's it's really pretty when they actually color up yeah they're impressive i think these were uh, focused on an in an amazonius magazine uh a few months ago another stiffidon that this one will go fast this is the annie a stiffidon annie a this is the best group of these we've ever gotten the group is hardy doing really well very small fish will sneak through the smallest crack be aware of that, um, but super pretty and hard to get in good shape. So I'm glad we got some in good shape. Okay, Stiffidon. How do you say that? I, I'm not. Like, I'm not even. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> Stiffidon macula dorsalis. This is called the orange fin goby. That's what we bought. That's what we think we have, but we're not exactly certain. It looks a lot like an Ornatus, but the fins have a lot more orange on them. So when I look at this picture, ours do not look like that unless maybe that's a female. Um, ours look more like an Ornatus, much more like this. Ornatus type body, but with a lot more orange in the fins. So. I really don't know what we have, but they were sold to us as Macidorsalis. That's what we think we have, but I'm not expert enough on gobies to know. What do you think about these? I'm the gold gobies. I'm a lover of any yellow fish. I don't know why, but it means I automatically love these fish. They are so cool. 
bright gold, bright yellow, and the males are starting to develop. It's showing a little bit in this picture. It's kind of, they fire up and they get black, high, uh, black accents, I guess you would say, on the fins. So, no way! <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if <laughs> I saw Bob down on his phone and I was, I was about to say like, Really? You're texting now? <laughs> How professional. <laughs> and not even a deuce. Just the money without the fertilizer. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> so, anyways. By, by the way, if anyone else is super chatted, I, I've been so busy. I, I'm, I don't know if we'll be able to acknowledge all the super chats tonight, but... A group, thank you for the super chats. Appreciate it very, very much. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to keep moving. We still got a ton of fish to get through. You got tra transition. Another really cool fish. This is not a goby, a gudgeon. I don't know if it's my favorite gudgeon, but every time I look at it, it is. This is the Empire gudgeon, mm -hmm. and they're. Let me see. They look better than this when they fire up. Here you go. If you desaturated this red color just a little bit, I think this is saturated just a little bit, but they, here, that's it. They look like that. They look every bit as good as that. They do get the nice nuchal hump on the head, the males do. That's completely accurate. They get at least that good. Tenilus, Pseudomugal tenilus, another one that I've been trying to get a healthy batch of in forever this is a little blue eye you can find them but usually when you order them they're shorted and they're never healthy but we've got a nice oops sorry we've got a nice healthy batch in right now um, they like hard alkaline water I think I think soft water would be something you could do but would take more work and uh, if you can keep them warmer upper 70s to say 86 degrees something like that where they live is kind of swampy and often quite warm sometimes even in estuary type situations where there's some salt so um, they don't have to have salt but hard alkaline and, and warmer helps we have a nice batch and I'm thrilled I, I seriously don't think we've lost a single one and they're just starting to color up elegance so this is what what we often call the blue neon goby. Have you kept the stiffodons before? Uh, I believe this is the other one I've kept. So I have the orange fin and this one. And what were your experiences with it? These guys were bulletproof. Yeah. Yeah, like this was actually my very first goby, so I was a little nervous. And after a couple months, I was like, I don't even know what I'm worried about. Yeah. Like they're they're all over the place, super active, and just really fun to watch. Gobies have the best behavior. Yeah. Like of any fish, I think they're one of the most fun to just sit and observe just because they're, they're like little clowns. Yep. All right, another cool blue eye. This is Ivan Safai. Um, I don't want to show one that's like over the top, but they definitely get at least that pretty. They're, they're a cool little blue eye. If you, if you like uh, Luminatus or Fricata or anything like that, same kind of thing. Just different color scheme and harder to find. Now we're going to get into some super, super, super rare pseudomugils. These are blue eyes you do not see, like ever. I've had them in once before. Here's my sorry picture 
<laughs> from before. This was before I really knew how to, to use the camera in any meaningful way. So I got it in focus, but I think I got one of the least colorful ones. A lot in the group are looking like this. They're, they have the yellow and red on them, but they're pretty much a transparent fish with these, these highlights. So they are kind of neat looking. Um, I wouldn't call them the most beautiful pseudomilgo by any means, but they're definitely unique and uh, they have the rare factor for sure. Yeah, these are really cool fish. I've only seen them, like, until I brought them in, I'd only seen them on the ANCFA website. Just drooling, going like, can I ever <laughs> find that? And then one day I did. <laughs> Another spectacular, rare, really neat blue eye is this. This is Pluticola. Um, they call them the lemon fin. And I think our picture here shows that pretty well. They're basically like an iridescent fish with some lemon on the fins. So this is not, again, some of these blue eyes are not like Luminatus, which is just from across the room. Just yeah, that's kind of hard to compare to. Beautiful fish, but they're different, they're unique, and if, if you want to get beyond the commonly available stuff, this is kind of what's available. Well, sometimes, rarely available. Another neat one. Oh, what's... I'm not gonna be able to find many pictures of this because I, I forgot the species name right now. But another another blue eye, uh, that's Novagenia. What's the other one? Well, we're gonna move on. But this is another of the transparent blue eyes. Uh, if you go to the website, we'll have the uh, species name up on there because, oh, it's right there. Okay, I'm going. <laughs> No, we don't have the species name up there, but I've, I found it since. When I first got this fish, I only knew of the, the collection location. So we'll get that listed. Well, that's strange. You put this in, it shows Bosmani, but, but this is the fish. I believe this is the Lenguru. This is one that was... Um, also featured in the latest Amazonas magazine. This is the largest of the Melanotania species. These guys are monsters. So, um, seven inches. Be, be ready for a very large fish. But, another cool one that was collected in 2019. And, I believe this is the correct picture. If not, it looks awful, an awful lot like that. Okay. That's it right now for rainbows. And gobies. And, well, we might have some more gobies. Ooh, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Um, for those just joining us, um, we're here with Bob Steenfot, and Bob has been a supporter for a long time and an affiliate for a long time. Kind of came on board when we were just, just a tiny little startup in my basement, and so thank you for believing in us. What got you to do that? Was it, was it just the mission, or? It was the mission. Uh, especially after starting my own reselling operation mm -hmm. like in, ex in experiencing it firsthand how awful the fish were treated mm -hmm. and knowing that you were trying to change that and at the time I'm like this is some guy in his basement I felt like eventually you would get there and get to the buying power where you could be like hey do this or I'm not buying anything mm -hmm. from you it, which is what it takes unfortunately but I still believe that's true and will happen well, we appreciate you coming on board when we were in my basement. So, <laughs> so Bob's been a supporter. And for I'm just, you know, I'm just a small person too. So yeah, 
You know, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm I not stood even next major. year. You ain't small. Well, you're, hey, look, you're, you're <laughs> taller than me, according to this. According to the internet. Oh, yeah, that's true. I got my chair all my the way chair's down. My chair's up high. <laughs> I'll take it. Bigger than Steenfot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, to thank Bob for that, I'm going to link an affiliate link here. If you order any fish from us from dancefish.com, please click on this link first that I just pasted, and it's also pinned at the top. Um, then Bob gets a little cut of what we sell as an affiliate, just he deserves it. He's been around doing this for a long time and I think he's helped a lot of people, um, given information and also just entertainment, like the, the live streams are super fun. So if you click that link, if you feel like ordering anything, that'll help Bob out. He's building a tiny house right now, which I think is super fascinating. And we gotta help him build his house. But if you'd like to be entered to win any fish at dancefish.com, including the fish we're listing tonight, um, enter hashtag any fish into the comments. That's hashtag A-N-Y-F-I-S-H. No spaces, capitalization does not matter. And uh, you'll be entered to win literally any fish we're talking about right now that we're listing, as well as any fish that's already on the website. Um, except for one, which I'll tell you about last. And I'll tell you why again, because I'm sure people have joined since then. Okay, that was most of the rainbows. There's, there are still quite a few rainbows that we aren't showing you, and it's not because they aren't cool. It's just because I literally ran out of time. I was yeah, trying there's going to gonna be a lot more. <laughs> I was trying to get these fish all listed, and I literally ran out of time. Which should, are you going to list them this weekend? They'll be this listed week? tonight. Tonight? Yeah, we're going to list everything that's ready to go tonight. There are some stuff we won't list just because it's not, but if it's, if it's ready to go, it'll be listed tonight. Johnny's on it. Let's get to some plecos. Some of these plecos I've never seen before. Um, not this one. <laughs> this one I've had before. I brought these in again because I've, I, I'm thrilled to say I found a really good source for true RB line plecos. Uh, and I've, I've done several shipments from them now, so I'm really confident in this supplier. So I brought in a decent group. In this is the most expensive fish that, that we offer. Um, and there's a reason for that. Everyone that's bought them has been happy. I, I've had now, no I, I did say at the beginning, don't just get it because it's the most expensive. But there's plenty of nice qualities about this fish. Um, like it's a small, mm -hmm. so it is good for most of your aquariums. But he is the thing you want to worry about with this one. Yeah, high pincistris. So um, high 70s, yeah, probably okay. But 80s would be great for these guys. I don't know, 84 would be wonderful. So yeah. If you have a discus tank, throw it in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you're right. They are good for a lot of tanks because I, I think they're going to top out at four to maybe five inches, something like maybe, that. Maybe, yeah. And uh, they're not a good algae eater. These are a, a more carnivorous. All plecos are kind of omnivores, but these ones lean to more meaty foods. They will chew on the zucchini and stuff, but they need a lot of protein in their diet. So they're not uh, like a bushy nose that'll help the algae on the glass <laughs> so the they, they might do a little bit but yeah but anyway uh super whites we'll just go through them here's the 401s first time having these this is called the royal king instead of the we'll get to some queens later speaking of pink we have some 173s now this is one that i know a lot of people are, are reticent to purchase 
because they're because they've been hurt before. There's a lot of people that have offered L173s and you buy them and you pay that crazy price only to find out they're not actually 173s. They're a, a, probably a 46 or something like that. So I want to let you know these were purchased um, at Corridor's World, the, not Corridor's World, I'm sorry, Pleco World, the L number conference in Hamburg, Germany during either the first or second year of the conference. My, my uh, breeder can't remember. He's had them for several years now. But they were bought at that conference, and there's no way that a fish could be listed for sale on that table at that conference with all those Pleco experts and be sold as a 173 if it wasn't a 173. So that's why I'm confident that these are the actual 173s. And everyone that, that's bought them uh, agrees. So we do have them. I know it's nerve-wracking to buy an L173 because of all the shenanigans that have gone on with Plecos before, but I truly believe this is the right fish and, and I think the provenance is, is clear. So that's the 173. Now we have some listed. We have more that we will list, but there's a batch that they're doing fine. They're eating, but they aren't eating like I want. So before we sell Plecos, they have to be eating regularly, uh, prepared foods and stuff like that. Um, oh yeah, good point. <laughs> I got ranty. <laughs> um, and I checked their bellies, they have to be full and, and all that. These bellies look good, but they're not eating like pellets and things as well as I want before I sell them. So that is, we will have more for sale within a couple weeks. I'm, they've already started, they just, they're transitioning now. A, a lot of the plecos that we get, they're not fed uh, pellets and stuff. The wild ones, obviously, but the aquarium bred and raised ones are often fed on like frozen bloodworms and frozen mosquito larvae and stuff like that. So it takes a little while to transition to uh, transition them to pellets, and we we try not to sell them until they are transitioned because we think that makes it easier for you uh, to keep them. Oh man, that's a lot of talking. <laughs> Here you go. Next. Mm -hmm. Take it away, Bob. I gotta take a drink. The Queen Arabesque Pleco. This Pleco looks amazing from the moment it hatches from its egg. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my all-time favorite Plecos. Yours are looking fantastic. Already they're like, what, like an inch? Inch, inch and a quarter, and we checked bellies earlier. Yep, I can 100% say that these are excellent healthy fish. Just waiting for you to buy them. <laughs> Um, yeah, the nice thing about them is there are a lot of plecos that over time their pattern changes and often kind of fades. Yep. Uh, these are not those. These stay strong throughout their life, so good choice. One of the pricier ones, but good choice. Okay, 471s. So these are the mini snowballs. Um, most of you know that we've been supplying these for, for years. We have a good supplier of them. Uh, as far as we know, no one has come back and said, hey, these are 201s. These, these appear to be the real deal. So, yeah, if you want the real mini snowball, the 471 instead of the 201, these should be the ticket. Okay, L427. This is a new one to me. These are some of the larger cactus. These are big. These are not for everyone. They're going to get 14 to 16 inches, if I remember correctly. Um, they're not real nice to each other, so I would definitely keep them maybe one per tank unless you have a very large tank. If you get two males in a small tank, 
you're going to have a problem. Uh, right now they're, I want to say around three inches. Uh, the listing will tell you. Not for everyone. They do need a big tank. Normally I, I never get fish this large in, but there are a lot of people that can house these in like a 125 or something like that, a 280. There's enough people that have those tanks that that buy these that they're doing they're doing fine. I've tried the 600s before and the Goldies before, and it, it seems like it's it's okay. I, I'm not a guy that wants to bring in monster fish um, that no one can keep long term, but I think a 125, 280, that that kind of size tank, enough people have that we can do it. But don't get them if you have just small tanks. They're going to need a much bigger home. And they create enough waste, you're not going to want them in a small tank. They're going to be a mess. 270s. I've never had these. Do you know anything about these? I've never kept a 270. So, a new fish to both of us. Oh, I have had these. I'm sorry. I apologize. I've had the 270s. I have them right now. This is the albino form. I can't find a picture of it. It's a brand new morph of the 270. The 270 is the chocolate zebra. And we have those. This is the albino version of that. I wanted to find a picture and show you, but I literally couldn't. So, pretty new fish to the to the hobby. Sorry, I didn't recognize that for a moment. 173Bs, had these many times from the same supplier. Uh, yeah, another zebra type. Now this is the one I haven't had before. This is one that I want to keep, so I hope you don't sell out of them. <laughs> what, what do you know about them? I, I know they're a hype and sisters type. That's I know all I know. Very little. That's why I want to play with them. If anyone here has kept this fish um, and has any hints, I'm, I mean, I'm assuming they're going to be like a typical hype and sisters. That's how I would but, keep them. Um, if anyone knows any different, please, please send me an email. Hello at dancefish.com, uh, and let me know if if I'm mistaken. There's not a ton available about them. From what I've read, I'm like, oh, they're hype and sisters, but. Never kept them before. So that's what we're talking about here, the L411. 236s, not super whites, just regulars. Um, honestly, pretty much as pretty as a super white, just not as much white. Exactly, but still a great little fish. Really bold pattern. Um, the, the pattern on these is very, very bold. 400s I have kept before. I kept them just like any Hype and Sisters. They did great. Is this one you have experience with? Nope. Um, There's so many newer species coming out. Like, right. I used to be really big into plecos about three, four years ago. I remember that. Older. Didn't you have a low boy? Yeah. Is that you? I had a yeah. low boy pleco tank of Hype and Sisters. And, uh, I've kept all kinds of different um, species. However, now there's even more mm -hmm. coming out. They're, they're gradually becoming more available. Yeah, like these were fish that were thousand dollars five years ago so i that's too rich for my blood yeah oh can you imagine <laughs> losing that like buying that fish and if you lost it oh, that'd be a bad day 136 a's and 136 b's what's the difference the fineness of the spots basically is is what it looks like so one has finer spots than the other both are really hardy fish, though. I've had both of these several times. 
201s, standard snowball. You've had to have kept this, right? Oh, yeah, lots yeah. of times. Really cool fish. Any any specific thing about them, or did you just keep them like typical hype? You know, I don't know. I don't know if I just got lucky, but these tended to be way more active than your typical hype insisters when I kept them. But I kept them in um, large, like 125s, mm -hmm. large community tanks. So uh, maybe it was just a, the abundance of dither fish, but they were always out moving around. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty rare for a pleco. How? What was the max length on them that you ever saw? Oh, I don't think I ever got more than like three and a half inches. Okay. Yeah, um, this is one that I would say if you're new to fancy plecos, new to hypensistrus, this is not a bad beginner hypensistrus. They're not super expensive. They've been around quite a while and they have a good track record. So I, I think that this is a, a good one to start with. And they're super pretty. I mean, people would pay a ton for this if they hadn't been around and weren't as available as they are. I'm super excited about these. Johnny, I don't think the 519 Rio Atenises are ready yet, so don't list those. So this is one that, that we can't list quite yet. Um, but they'll be ready by Sunday when I go home, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, they're doing great. We haven't had a lot of trouble with them or anything for a while, but they came in and for the first few days we had some losses and it took them a little while to get up and eating, so we just want to take some more time with them. But this reminds me of a, how do you say that, Wana, that pleco, Wana, uh, Wana Mooster? Oh, yes, I'm, I... A, a like that honeycomb yeah. one, but maybe more orange. Yeah, um, you have one in there that's like really colored up. Yeah, all the pictures show them orange. We've got a, a few, some of them are hiding, that have some orange on them. Some of them look more like a, a light, brownish with a little rust in it so I don't know if they're going to color out to be orange or what because mine are I don't know inch and a half inch and a quarter something like that um, but my first time seeing them and so I've been impressed so far the, just the pattern the pattern super cool you ever done any cactus plecos? um that's a good question. I'd honestly have to look at my list. I'm pretty sure I have. So these are the 600s. Another one that gets larger, like the 14 to 16 inch range. Um, big, beautiful fish. You know, have a, have a 200 gallon or six foot long tank at least to, to get something like this. Um, but big and beautiful. Yeah, and the nice thing about them is even though they're big, like a, a, a 12 inch pleco doesn't need as much space as like a 12 inch oscar because they're, the they're not nearly as active yeah yeah, yeah. uh need enough room to turn around <laughs> and yeah, they want and, some space to explore and, and enough stuff, volume but, to make up for the poop for sure yeah but. yeah but yeah they're not like a ball of shark yeah. yeah now don't mistake us I, I i believe i can speak for bob when i say that we're not advocating that these be kept in like what's the minimum tank we can keep these in or anything like that we want Definitely. We want them kept in nice big tanks, but it is correct that they are not as active. It's it's like my dragon puffer. It's she big, huh? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you got a mabu puffer in here? I was like, I was shocked. <laughs> She's been eating well. Um, but our dragon puffer, normally a fish that size, if it was active, would need a monster tank. It's in a 40 breeder though, and it's it's a sit and wait predator. It doesn't move as much. So usually when people ask me what size tank do I need for this, and I say what, how much money do you have? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're willing to mortgage your house? 
L333s. Another one that um, I think has been around long enough that it has a good track record. Um, I think this is a good starter. Yeah, yellow, well. yellow King Tigers. Um, there's even an albino version. We have both. We have this and we have the albino version of it. So some variety there. Okay. I'm going to bring up the next one. <laughs> We're about a tenth of the way through. It's 807. Whew. All right. This next one is not as long. The Wab the Wabin Musters. Wabin. Wabin. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to say it. Let's see, that's the one we already Killing did. It. I thought there was only two tabs. Is there three? No, I have another one. Jeez. Oh, and there's still more beyond that. Yeah, but not listed. I I just ran out of time. I would have had to start like half an hour before I did to get Unfortunately, I made him take me to get me some food, so it's all my fault. Yeah. Bob was hungry. Okay. Well, let me add one thing here. Uh, Bob, how do you like Wyoming? I've only been here, what, like five hours? So ask me again next week. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it's beautiful scenery. I, I can't complain at all. Oh, what was the scientific name? I'm trying to look up the scientific name of this fish so I can see if I can get better pictures. Okay, hang it. Bob, take it away for just a moment. Oh, boy, the pressure. How about uh, how about we just go to chat here? Oh, oh you, you, sorry. Got, you need that one. <laughs> just for one more second. <laughs> how much money you got? A lot with how many problems you got? <laughs> more than a lot. That's kind of funny. Okay. I just got to look up the scientific name. I'm almost there, folks. Well, it takes forever for the website to load, though, because there's so much going on. I will say, if you want to see, like, every tank in here for a complete tour, that's what I'm going to be working on. So, like I said, it's probably going to be, like, a two-hour video, but you'll be able to see all these fish um, probably by hopefully mid-next week I'll be able to get that uploaded. It's going to take a long time. Uh, I plan on doing... Um, like a facility tour, like how it's run as well. So if you really want to like deep dive into this pretty impressive building, I'm going to, I'm going to be showing all of it. All right. We're back. So some other fish to show you. Roseline barbs. I think that's one everyone probably knows. So I won't spend a lot of time on it. All-time favorite. Redbeck 40s pencil fish. And we have the group in a 75-gallon. And in that size tank, we see really cool schooling behavior. They're like, they look like a weather pattern. It's pretty neat. Checkered barbs. Have you kept these guys? Not yet, actually. These are one you don't see as often as you should. Just a, another neat little barb. Not, uh, not nearly as aggressive as, as the barbs that have bad reputations. I, I did take some video of this barbs. one earlier, and they are really good schools. Yeah, really good schooling fish. Yeah, they they uh, easy to feed, active, all that, uh, almost food aggressive. Like they'll mob the food, so you have to be aware of that when you keep other fish with them. But not, uh, I don't think as much a nipper is like your typical tiger tiger barb. But they're still a barb, and the red is much more pronounced in person. Right. Glassfish. I apologize. I like when you Google glassfish, you see a bunch of colored glassfish. <laughs> I, I don't, I hate that, but um, these glassfish, and something that I did not realize before, 
Johnny called me over yesterday or the day before and was pointing at him. He's like, check this one out. It had color. Its fins were red, not cherry red, rust red. But there was like a little dominant male on one corner. He had claimed a corner and he was chasing everyone else away and his fins had colored up. I'd never hmm. seen a glass fish I've never with seen colored fins before. So I think the species is Ranga that we got, which is the common glass fish. Um, so I was surprised to see that. Pentazone barbs. Uh, ever kept these guys? Nope. Peaceful. Oh, thank you. I'll get that for yeah, you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, one of your more peaceful barbs. Dare I say skittish even for quite a while until they, until they settle in. Doesn't get huge. Uh, quite peaceful. This is a barb I'm thrilled to have. I've tried these from a few suppliers over the years. Couldn't get a good batch. These were like really fragile. Got a good batch in now. They're doing absolutely wonderful. They don't like pellets. They're they're wanting to eat frozen foods right now. They love bloodworms, for example. But uh, I think we'll transition them. But right now they're not eating prepared foods very well. So be aware of that. There you will need frozen foods if you decide to get these guys. At least until they can be trained over. You've kept these, right? Oh, I'm hoping to go home with some, so don't buy them all. <laughs> I should buy everything so I don't go home with anything, <laughs> honestly, but still. If there's some left here, I'm gonna get some. One of the first shiners I ever bred, the rainbow shiner. Um, oh, you did that for me earlier. <laughs> and one of the most spectacular native fish we have. Like, they, vie, they really do vie marine fish for color and stuff, especially when they're spawning and they turn bright pink. That's really cool. But even without that, when the, the males mature, certain locations, not all of them, certain locations develop these, these blue flecks along the back. Um, my favorite is from Cahaba, down in, I believe that's Alabama. You'll and still get a really nice speckling out of yeah. just about any of them, yeah. any of yeah. males. Yeah. But some of them, it's, it's really pronounced. Um, Giant coolie loaches, they're called that because they, this particular species, Semicincta, which I believe is the one I have, it's what my supplier said they are, and some of the customers that have bought these from me in the past have got nice big ones out of the, when they grew up, but coolie loaches, I cannot identify by looking at them. No, I, me neither. Yeah. Um, so just be aware of that, but these, these should be Semicincta, the giant coolie loach, they get to about five inches. Oh, I guess I forgot to show a picture. Um, these are unique. These are really cool. I'm, if there's any of these left, I might have to buy one. They're, this is my first time getting these, so I'll, I'll confess I'm a newbie. Um, what I have found, so I should say that just a little, what I have learned from them in the short time I've had them. Um, the literature I read, the research I did, made it seem like they would be okay together. They were not. So we had to spread them out over many tanks. They, they like to beat each other up. However, we have several 40-gallon breeder tanks with three in there in distinct pieces of territory, like a, a big pipe in one corner and then in the middle and then in the back corner. And that seems to be okay so far. It hasn't been long-term, but so far, three and a 40 gallon breeder with distinct little things they can claim as their own seems to be working well. And so I would just say 
don't plan on being able to mix them, you probably can in a big enough tank, but have a plan B ready. That's been my experience with these guys so far. Apart from that, they're active, they eat really well, and I, I think they're going to do well for you. Uh, do you have any experience with these guys? Nope. Again, another reason why I want to take one home. Mm -hmm. So that's a Caratetraodon arubinesco, which is often called like the red, red-eyed, red-tailed. Uh, did I say tetra? Puffer. <laughs> <laughs> Puffer. So we have an eel. Um, it's supposed to be the lesser spiny eel. It's supposed to not get massive. Eels are hard for me to identify though, so I'm just going off the uh, supplier's say-so on what I have. <laughs> All right. What do you think? These are the ones with the, the larger ones. Again, uh, this fish is way more yellow than those pictures uh, give them credit for, so I automatically love them. And I, I, I'm saying this about every fish, but again, might be one that I try to take home. So, Telmatharina saracenorum. Um, the Telmatharina genus is hard to get a hold of. I've been on the hunt for these for literally years. Finally got some groups in. We have three species. There's only two available though. Uh, Johnny the Bonte, let's not release yet. Um, I keep doing that. I'm so excited to tell you about <laughs> something, but you need the picture for reference. So, um, can hardly find any information or pictures or anything at all about them. They do develop these, they have these, these long streamers, but they have a first and second dorsal fin. They're closely related to rainbow fish and pseudomugils. And I believe the common name most often used for this genus of fish is silver sides. And they develop the first dorsal fin on this species is nice and large. And, and we have some that have a nice large dark first dorsal fin. And then the second dorsal fin is like the main I'm gonna swim with you fin. Um, supposedly they breed kind of like a rainbow fish. It's almost like a rainbow fish and a rice fish had a baby. A pseudomugil and a large rice fish had a baby. That's how I'm gonna describe it. So supposedly they're mop spawners. Um, so I, I'd love if someone can breed these and distribute them because this is a fish I've never seen in the flesh before. Um, any other thoughts about them? Um, we're gonna have to get some pictures of them up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I should say that. Guys, it's been so insanely busy, like getting all these new fish brought in and taken care of and ready for sale and stuff that we don't yet have pictures for most of these. So please bear with us. Um, you might have to scroll way down because listings that don't have pictures get bumped to the bottom. Otherwise, you know, it's boring if you go to a website and there's a bunch of listings without pictures. So those automatically get bumped to the bottom. So even though they're new fish, you might have to scroll down a bit before you can find them. So they're at the bottom of the for sale, the fish for sale, and above the wish list fish, which is the, the out of stock items. So there's a lot of these that are like that. This is a great opportunity to get in on like new fish of the hobby that are fairly simple to breed mm -hmm. and really start to spread them out. All the Tilmatharina, as far as my research has gone, come from those kind of high altitude uh, lakes in, in Siloisi like Lake Matano, for example, these tend to be hard water, alkaline, like 8.4, let's say, pH lakes with higher temperatures. So you, you, 
you're going to need to keep them probably in the low 80s. Upper 70s might be okay. Um, but everything I've been able to find indicates that. Now, sometimes when they say what the temperature is in a lake, they're just measuring right on the shore. It's really shallow and a lot hotter. And if you went down three, four feet, it would be a lot cooler. So I don't know exactly where they're measuring. But um, just from the information I've been able to find, that's what I'm seeing. One good thing to do about some of these fish, and again, don't FOMO. Don't, don't feel like, I got to get them now or they'll be gone. We'll, we'll try to get them again. Let's, let's take care of these properly. Um, you can find when you Google research where most of these fish come from, which lake they come from. And if you can, there's hydrology studies that have been done on most of these lakes. So you can literally look up hydrology studies, which show you how deep the lake is, what the parameters of the water are, all kinds of information. So if you do a little research outside of just, you know, looking at fish and actually look at lakes and the specific water, it might be helpful on some of these kind of rare new species. Because we really want to take care of them and get them established. Sorry guys, I gotta get a drink. It's uh, been a lot of talking going on, so gotta wet the whistle. <laughs> so is this like, this is so cool. Is this like a diagram of how they spawn? I think so. I'm not quite sure, but I mean, there, there's some information out there. It is a diagram. And now they can see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, a white cloud, but not your typical white cloud. This is commonly called the royal white cloud. It's a different species. Mikagemie. That's what I'm going with. Mikagemie. So, white cloud, but, but different. We have, I think, four different species of Thorichthys. Thorichthys are what we typically think of as fire mouse cichlids. Most of us know the fire mouse cichlid. The species name is Mikai. We have some different ones. This one is Passionis. It's called the black gullet because when it flares, it's not a bright red flare. It's a black flare. And I don't have, I don't know if there's any pictures of them in flare, but you know when a fire mouth, a common fire mouth flares and it, it pushes out this bright red undergill. Hence the name. <laughs> a perculum <laughs> balloon. These do that, but it's black. So different flavor. Nice liar tails, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, nice extensions. We also have Eliodi. Now, ours are small, so these I haven't seen in, in all their glory. The, the black gullets are big enough. I've seen them flare and stuff. These I haven't, but the pictures are impressive of the Eliodi. And there's some... There's some... I, I'm not a, a South Central American cichlid expert, but some of our research shows that Eliodi and Macolopinus might be the same species, even though I, I believe they come from different locations. So it's one of those situations. So I'm just calling them, I'm calling them Eliodi and Macolopinus because that's what my supplier called them. And I, do, I want to keep them separate if there is a separation there. So I realize that the description might be wrong. I'm not expert enough to know, but I'm just keeping those designations because even if Eliodi is Macolopinus, but they come from a different location or something, I want to keep that information intact. Here's Arius, another fire mouth. Again, these are small. I've never, I've never seen them colored up. Have you seen any fire mouths like fully developed except for the the meat guy the common one just the, the standard one yeah yeah 
Me too. So this is this is a leap of faith here. <laughs> and I, I've got another one to show you later. I, I was in a huge rush, so I kind of just started throwing fish up. Uh, Borelli, Epistogramma Borelli, which I believe you've kept. Yep. And did you tub these? Um, uh, no. I, can't, I don't think I've tubbed any epistos. So Borelli, I have a friend that went to Uruguay and literally collected them in very cold temperatures. So I don't know how widespread they are, but I know the ones from Uruguay and southern Brazil can take it quite cold. So it, it might be a possible patio pond fish, although you'd never see them. <laughs> Maybe a, a brightly colored variant. Um, yeah, that's the nice thing about them is that they, they're probably bright enough. Like even my 300 gallon, I can see all the way to the bottom. So uh -huh. I'm sure you can see them. And there are like the opals and some different color forms. But if you want an Episto in your patio pond, if that's something you've been like, I really want an Episto out there, this one is quite temperature tolerant. Again, I don't know how, if, if their range is such that there are populations north enough that they can't take cold temperatures, I don't know. But collected in very cold temperatures in Uruguay. So interesting. There they are again. Here's the Micolopinus, which it's probably the same as Eliodi when it comes to taxonomic, uh, taxonomic, taxonomic thank you, uh, designation. I should just say species name. It's the professor in me, man. If I don't drop a $10 word every now and then, I'm not doing my job. <laughs> so we, we brought those in. All right. You've kept some, you had the Matano, right? I don't remember at this okay. point. Okay. Yeah, so we have two types of rice fish that are very rare. Neither of them can take cold temperatures. These are like from those endemic lakes where the telemathrina, the silver sides come from, that are alkaline, hard water, warmer temperature lakes, as far as I can tell. This is Profundicola. It's pretty cool because it develops these uh, yellow stripes on the anal fin. And ours are, oh yeah, look at this one. This one has the stripes plus the, the extensions coming in, that, that kind of nice margin. And uh, you saw them, they're starting these, to get it. These are really good looking fish, like not a nice yellow fish. And uh, if I could keep these in an outdoor tub, I would, act, I would absolutely buy them. But they're not gonna like my soft water. Ours don't look quite this good yet, but there are a few, a few males that are starting to get the yellow here. You can see the potential. And if I showed you that, that would be better. There it is. <laughs> And then there's another one. Is this it? Oh, sorry. We're going to go back to Telmatharina. This is another silver side. This is Antonier. Ours do not currently show these extensions on the dorsal fin. They look different. They look a lot more like this fish, which is the Bonte. One is like yellow coming in on the fins and one is like white margins coming in on the fins. So they look more like the Bonte, which is a fish that does not get from my, from the little information I could find on them, a uh, extension on the first dorsal fin. However, I don't know this fish at all. This is my first time being able to even see them in person. There's not a lot available out there. So I'm keeping the designation that the supplier gave me, which is Antonier. Um, or Antonia A, but I just want you to, to be aware of that. Uh, we'll get pictures up if 
as soon as we can. They might be gone by then, but I'm new enough that I'm, I'm, I don't know how to identify them. This is a brand new genus to me. There's the other one. So this is Matanensis, uh, the rice fish from Lake Matano. This picture shows the kind of the black barring they get on them, and they, they have a nice kind of yellow body color that I don't think is showing up. Um, but this is another one. I think this is the one that you had. It, it could be. It could be. I only got, I think I only got like two or three of them. Yeah, there weren't many. And I, honestly, I might still have them. <laughs> and I, I remember you got the notched one, right? Yeah, I sent the, you one the notched was, one. Yeah. yeah. So we got a group in, and they're, they were wild. And one of them obviously is a, is a youngling. It had a grapple with like a dragonfly larva or something. <laughs> it was literally missing a chunk. First, I was like, oh man, they're inbred and deformed, but they're wild fish, so. I didn't think that was the issue. We're almost done, folks, and that's a good thing because it's 828. Three this more took, tags. This took the entire stream. <laughs> <laughs> Daisy's rice fish. And now we're getting to the one that might be the rarest fish that we have right now. I've never seen them before in the United States. Um, they are these. It's hard to find pictures of them. We have five of these. These are the mountain grunters. This is basically Australia and Papua New Guinea's version of like a sunfish. Think of like a megalotus, longer sunfish, uh, bluegill, something like that. Now, the species I have is not this one, but that's a clear picture. It looks similar to that. The species I have is this. But good luck finding any good pictures or information about them. From what I understand, they get to about six inches, which is why I brought this one in and not one of the other ones. So they're not a monster fish. Ours have been rock solid. They've been eaten from day one. They're about three inches right now, and they're out and about and begging for food. I think they're gonna do great for you. So it's called the Mountain Grunter, um, Hephaestus Habamani, which I think is a Greek word followed by like a Babylonian word, which is interesting. I think that's like a Greek god and a Babylonian god. <laughs> I wonder why I got that name. Um, but anyway, this is the one that is not one I'll be giving away. Any other fish that's on the website or any other fish that we are listing tonight is fair game for the winner of our giveaway tonight, except this one. And the reason is, is I don't know much about it, but it might be one of those fish that does better in groups. We only have five, and so I don't want to give away a single one. Um, next time I, I bring them in, now that I know that they're hardy and, and, like, seriously, these are rock solid so far. Just a little sample of five to try them. They're, they're quite expensive, so I just wanted to try, dip my toe in. <laughs> um, now that I know that they're good, I'll probably bring in a larger group next time, but... You know, when you try a new fish that's a brand new, geez, even the family of fish I don't think I've tried before, um, you go slow. So this is the one. This is the one that, uh, to me, is amazing. Dark body, kind of yellow stripes. Again, I don't know if this is the right species, but it gives you an idea of what they look it's like. It's pretty close to that. Mm -hmm. And Bob will have pictures and video soon, and I will too. We'll see who gets it up first. Anyway, that's a sample 
of the new fish that we have. And this isn't like a grand opening or anything. This is, this is like a, a soft opening for us. We, we want to run at scale for a while before we kind of do a big grand opening. But so for those that are like, where's the ribbon cutting and all that, <laughs> we, we still have to like get our desks in the right spot. And they're like, I still see an empty row. Like there's no, yeah. not even uh, a rack. Yeah. Right. There's, there's space there. <laughs> there's all this we got to figure out. So that yeah, makes we, a good backdrop. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's beautiful right there. It's uh, there's still a lot to do for sure. Um, but that's that's uh that's what we have. Whew. That was a long one. 420 concurrent viewers. I think that's a record. Kayla's so. Aquatics and Exotics. Is that indeed a record? I believe it is. Well, he earlier he said 409 was a record. Now we're at 422. Cool. That's awesome. We'll do the the giveaway in just a moment. I do want to take a moment to thank my moderators for moderating what must have been an insane stream. Did you see any of it? Either. <laughs> was some interesting people showing up yeah i'm I, sure it was all the same person but <laughs> one person <laughs> multiple accounts usually how it works working the stream <laughs> but i want to thank my moderators for working hard tonight i want to thank everybody just on mass that left a super chat thank you thank you so so much uh we appreciate that let's build bob a tiny house so once again I think it's here. No, I, I put it on a separate... Hang on, I can find this. We don't have to. We've shared it enough. It's pinned. It's pinned. So it's pinned. It's good. Before you buy we're any fish We're here for you from, to sell fish, not to... Nah, we're... Bob supported us for so long, he needs to... He needs to... I don't know. Get, get something tangible. <laughs> I do. I got, a, I got a trip out here, man. Yeah, it's great. Bob, anyway, despite his protests, before you buy fish at dancefish.com... Bob's an affiliate, and it would make me super happy if we supported him. So if you click that link that's pinned there, that'll make sure that things that you order on dancefish.com, he gets an affiliate cut for, which would be awesome. So um, with that, thanks to everyone that dropped Super Chats on us. Appreciate it. And let's get to the giveaway, I guess. I'm so, going to win. Yeah, you're entered. You're entered. So here we go. We better share this one. People better see this. I hope I win. Okay. Here's the rules, though. When you win, um, I, I was going to make it. So here's what we want to avoid. <laughs> Sorry. We want to avoid a situation where, where Johnny has 50 emails back and forth while you decide which fish you want to get. Right? So I was going to say a rule that you have to let us know you're here and you have to let us know which fish you want tonight. And that can't change. But then I thought That's someone might get too excited. And there's a lot of fish to think about and research and stuff. So they might put a fish down and then be like, oh, actually, that's not good. I, that one won't work. So here's what I, I want to do. I want to give you 48 hours to figure out whichever fish it is. Please do the research. Please be careful in your selection. Make sure you can house it correctly. If there's nothing here you want or that you can house correctly, let us know. There's other people in the chat we could pay it forward to and, and give away to. Anyway, make your decision. Know what you want before you tell us what you want. That way... Because you're only allowed one email, not 50. That's right. <laughs> that's the point. So you've got 48 hours after you win to make your decision. Um, I think that'll give you time to do adequate research and make a selection for, 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 for a fish that you can actually take care of properly. That's what we want to happen here. I hope it's someone that buys like a school of 40 Tetris and they get one for free. 
Hey, free neons, ain't, ain't no shame in that. <laughs> All right, so the winner of this giveaway, which is for any fish at dancefish.com, it's listed as of now. Are you caught up, Johnny? Uh, just as of midnight tonight. So there's other fish we didn't talk about that are available. Believe it or not, that's just a sample of what's available. Oh, I didn't do the puffers. Yeah. Yeah, so we have Amazon puffers that are available that Johnny's about to list, and we have some Shodeni puffers as well. Which uh, look really good. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so with that, the winner is Adam's Aquatic Addiction. Not Steenfot Aquatics. <laughs> Everyone would have called foul anyway. It's rigged. It's rigged. Adam's aquatic addiction. You have won any fish you want from dancefish.com. Wait, is but he has to be here, right? Listed. Yep. That's listed by midnight tonight. You have two minutes to chime in and let us know you're here. Leave a comment to claim your winnings. Just leave a comment that says anything, literally anything. I am here. There he is. It's official. Oh, I was just looking to All see right. who's here. Adam's aquatic addiction. If you would email us within 48 hours your first name, your last name, your mailing address, and the fish that you have selected, we will get the shipping sorted out and get that to you. Congratulations, thanks for being here, thanks for participating. Thanks to everyone that came out tonight. We, we broke a record, that's pretty awesome. And I'm walking home, I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hitchhiking out of here. So, thanks everybody, this has been exciting, I had fun. It's, fun. it's always fun. It was a different stream, though. It's just like, look at this fish, look at this fish, look at this fish. <laughs> well, we're all fish nerds, so, I mean, yeah. I wish you could all see it in person, but unfortunately, I'm the lucky one that gets to do that. But they are very, very impressive fish. So, before we close out, just curious of, like, anything that really drew your eye. I know you can't narrow it down, but... It, but even even 10 minutes before we started, I went to refill my water, and there's like a whole row of rainbow fish, and I'm stopping. I'm like, ugh. Just, <laughs> so, and, I'm, and I'm out with my camera trying to take... I'm going to be posting a lot of stuff on yeah. Instagram, uh, but there's just... I don't, it's, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what to say. It has been a long, long time since I've really like nerded out on fish and been excited. Um, and it just feels great. Like... I love this place. Well, we've got till Sunday, man. I know. This is going to be a blast. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. We're going to close this out. As I always do, I want to start by thanking my moderators because they volunteer their time. And they make this thing run smoothly. Everyone that threw money at us, thank you. Always appreciated. Never required, but we are a little startup. We're like the little engine that could, and every little bit of gas that we get will help us get up that hill as we grow and scale. Um, everyone that left comments and questions, I'm sorry I couldn't respond to any. Is just one of those days, just a different stream. I should announce, I guess, that next Wednesday I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be in Louisville at the Triple Crown. Oh, yeah, someone asked if you were going to be there. No live stream next Wednesday on my channel. Um, I should have announced that earlier, but I had so much in my mind I didn't. So we rarely ever miss a stream, but every now and then I'm traveling and, and we have to miss it. So well, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of you guys in Louisville. At the Triple Crown, plus one, because the Rainbow Fish nerds are there too. <laughs> and uh, let's see, yeah, so no, no live stream next week. Let me get through this. I'm so scattered. There's been so much going on today. Um, I thank those people. I thank those people. Lurker Nation, hail the Lurker Nation. Total respect to lurkers. If you're watching on the replay, hello from the past. And if you're listening on the podcast, thanks for listening. And thanks to Michael Mellier for making the podcast happen. This is probably the worst podcast you could have, though. 
Because it's, it's like, all look at this fish. <laughs> look at this fish. Oh, man. <laughs> if you listen to the end of the podcast, you're my hero. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with that, we're going to sign off. Thanks for being here, everybody. We'll be back not this coming Wednesday, but the following one, same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, bye-bye. <laughs>